0: Welcome to the Blitz here on 91.3 FM WBNY. Who doesn't love this music? I'm telling you, this is this is probably, in my opinion, the most iconic music for Star Wars Day, as it is May the 4th, May the 4th Be With You, the Imperial March, um, the clear best song in Star Wars history. So we'll, um, we have a couple guests on the show from Buffalo State Athletics and we'll get to them in just a sec but um uh I want to welcome in um both uh Dan Dan um uh, double D You and, forgot uh, the guy's Harrington. name He's been, been here for like He's been here for
1: like weeks Almost months Almost years I, mean, I he forgot his here name. I yeah, have he a sleeping here. bag in I here Evan he literally stays overnights here Just kidding He doesn't Bro I night.
2: steal the subway from here
1: <laughs> He owns the subway Evan. I own he the subway He owns the subway he's, I mean he's really the only guy That gets subway from here He owns the subway You don't even know his name <laughs> Like he owns the subway you eat at yeah. Oh Hush Okay like, <laughs> it, uh, Sometime t- Just let me know Okay Evan but yeah, I'm also here. I'm Evan Arrington. You forgot to introduce me. You probably forgot my name too. But you know, that's another <laughs> discussion for another day. And we are gonna have a couple guests joining us in a few. But yeah, we can kinda just talk a little bit about um Star Wars Day really quick. Star um Wars? just just be briefly like I mean, I think later in the show we might be doing our top um top Star Wars movies of all time, like them in order. Oh, Who's your favorite Star Wars character, Dan?
2: Oh my god. I, I gotta think just just the sarcastic nature of me, I love Han Solo.
1: Yeah, Han Solo's a great character. You can't go wrong with Han I mean, Solo. It,
2: it sounds kind of basic, but, you know, it's just like I'm sarcastic. It works out for me.
1: So, one of my favorite characters is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, you cannot go wrong with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Space no. Jesus, he is just an unbelievable character. The way he's written in the first set of movies and the second set of movies, it's great uh Hello. There. Great yeah. Hello. There. <laughs> uh it's great storyline for the character and the arc of that character. Um a character that's grown on me a lot has been the Mandalorian. Okay. Um he like just the Mandalorian in general, he's just such a tough character. He's a beast. Um he's a bad you know, MF. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, like dude, that guy, just watching him, just the things he does, just a great character. Um another character I really like is Darth Maul. Like, you can't go okay. wrong with Darth Maul. Like, come no. on. Darth Maul is such a good character. I wish he was in more movies. I loved watching him in the Clone Wars. Um, just a great character overall. Like, you really can't go wrong there.
2: He's really good in, like, the animated stuff when they do that.
1: Yeah, I feel like he does his thing in the anime really, animated series really well. But, yeah, like, that's that's that for sure. And, you know, Star Wars Day is something cool to listen to. But we will be coming back in a second as Evan makes his way to the podium. We're getting ready to have a couple guests on. Yeah. We'll Look, you keep talking about star wars really like uh any more favorite characters
2: uh oh my god i i really like i i mean how can you go wrong with chewy either i mean if you go just his, his noises or or his like talking is just everybody tries to do it no. uh,
1: I, I can't even do it yeah for sure and you know, just trying to transitioning over to like a little more hockey talk, really quick, before we get into the things hockey. with some Buff State athletics. Um, you saw the Colorado Avalanche take on the Nashville Predators.
2: Oh my God, they destroyed
1: them! Like it was a blowout. they really wasn't even close. Like the box score here, really quick. Matt Duchesne had two goals. You think okay, your top your top forward has two goals. You're in a set set place to win or potentially go to overtime right. or just really be competitive down the stretch. Nope. Um another guy with two goals was Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> he basically said Matthew Shane, don't steal my thunder, just don't steal my spotlight. I'm gonna get two goals, one assist here. I'm gonna get three points alongside probably the best defenseman in the NHL in Cal McCarr. That goal that he scored is absolutely beautiful.
3: Right.
2: But uh yeah, no the I mean the Average game, just getting five goals ahead in the first and then just kinda Slowing
1: it down. And yeah, that's the thing with the Colorado Avalanche. First of all, you got Nathan McKinnon outside of Connor McDavid, probably one of the best players in the NHL. You got Kael McCarr, who should win the Norris. You got Miko Rantanen from the twenty fifteen draft class, has been a sensation sensas- sensational player for the Colorado Avalanche. And then you got Gabriel Landiskoff one of the premier captains in this league. And then you got a guy like Nazem Kadri who came over from Toronto and has really been a bright spot um in my opinion for Colorado, and like Andre Burakovsky, JT Confort, Bowen Byram, young players, young depth, solid players. Uh and then you know, goaltending wise, Darcy Kemper, solid goaltender does his thing very well. Um and then you know, for for the Predators, like they got very good players. Like you have Matt but Michael but- Granlund, is a good player, like Ryan Johnson is a great player. Um you got Philip Forsberg, great player.
2: But what's killing them though is Soros being hurt, their starting yeah, goaltender. Yeah. That's killing them because Ridditch didn't do anything. He he let five goals in on the thirteen saves or on the er the thirteen shots and then Ingram who came in because they replaced or they pulled Riddich, Um two goals allowed anyway. Yeah, yeah sure. Ready. Sorry. We were just talking about hockey. Mr I have guessed.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got uh, our guests also, like you guys, what I just said to you was not over the air, that was through the talk back button. Okay, so as as is per usual, per tradition with um, this semester, we have invited ev- uh, a Buffalo State guest on um, with Buffalo State Athletics, so we'd like to welcome in, and this is probably the first time that I know something about, at least more about this sport Um it is um, uh, distance runner Clara Cincini and ha- newly appointed head coach Chris Bostwick. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Yeah Thank you for having us. So my first question is for Chris. What were your first thoughts on Buffalo State when you came here?
3: Well, um, I'm actually from. Um, upstate New York so um, I'm from about 150 miles east of here and um, you know I competed in the same conference I went to Cortland I'm a Cortland grad and so I've always you know held this conference in high regard and always thought Buffalo State had good potential to be a very good program so um, when I saw the advertisement I was very interested and um, just really hit the ground running when I got here. What were your reactions when you found out you got the job? I was very excited um excited, and I would say a little bit nervous, you know i was just I knew there was a lot of work to to be done, and actually, we were just joking about this, but mm-hmm. I literally started um two days before our indoor conference championship meet <laughs> so uh so I was trying to get to know the team um and now we're at a much different place um going into this championship, but yeah,
0: definitely, like what is really the difference between indoor track and outdoor track? I mean, and this is kind of more for Clara because, obviously, you know, I, I've, I've always thought, you know, oh, indoor track must be better than outdoor track, but I've actually heard the exact opposite. People prefer outdoor over indoor. Why is that?
4: Um, the difference... In my opinion, I feel like the vibes are just different. (laughs) For indoor track, it's a smaller track, and everyone's inside, so everyone's in the same spot. So there's a lot of things about indoor track that I actually like like more than outdoor track because it's, like, not you don't have to worry about weather. It's very climate-controlled. But most people like outdoor track just probably because it's spring, and you don't have to run really small circles. You get, like, bigger circles. And then the energy is definitely, like, really different outdoor.
0: What is, like... What are some superstitions you have before a race if you have any?
4: Um, I'm really careful about not tying my shoes too tight because even if it's like even throughout the shoe, if I tie it too tight at the top and I feel like I'm choking out my ankle. That's that's basically it.
0: Do you wear like different types of cleats for um spikes? For, I know spikes. I know they're called spikes. <laughs> I should know this after running track for two years. <laughs> um, do you have a different set of spikes for when you do certain events, like uh, for like a sprinting event, or is it just you just use the same?
4: I personally don't. I bought multi-use spikes that are kind of sprinter-like, um, and since I mostly just do hurdles and sprinting, like that's fine for both. But usually if someone's a jumper or if they're a thrower and a spinner, they'll usually have different spikes for those two different events.
0: Now, do you have to wear different different spikes for indoor compared to outdoor?
4: Um, no, but I do wear different spikes for cross country. So I only have two pairs of spikes: one for cross country, which is more like flats, more distance oriented, and then um, I have different spikes for sprinting.
0: Now, you do what the four hundred hurdles? What's mm-hmm. like? What's like the one race you kind of just like sort of dread about before a meet? Is there any in particular?
4: Um, probably the 400 hurdles. <laughs> I,
0: Cause I, I know that in, when I was in high school, like I was mainly a sprinter. So I normally ran like the 100 or the 200, but 400 hurdles was always just like from people that I knew, they just hated it because it's not like, it's not just, it's like more than just the 400
1: meters you're doing more than 400 meters. But, um, you guys have any questions? Yeah, I have a quick question for you, Clara. So looking at your bio at Buffalo State Athletics, your freshman year you were 5'5", five, five, and in your sophomore year you were 5'6", and that's the way through there. <laughs> Has that done anything different in your running style? Um,
4: not that I've noticed. Um, to be honest, I'm 5'5", five, five and three-quarters, and it was kind of just a decision of should I round up or round down. <laughs> I don't remember if I was less than 5'5", five, five and three-quarters freshman yeah. year. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why I put 5'5". Five, five. Mm.
0: It, I mean, uh, that's what I do. I mean, they s- people say you can't round up to six foot
3: though.
2: <laughs> yes, I can. Mm-hmm. I no, can
3: easily round up to six feet. Yeah, I'm about six two, six three also. But even though I'm five eight,
4: so <laughs> don't worry,
2: Clara. Next year you're gonna be uh, five eight. We're gonna make you five eight. Okay, I hope growing.
4: so. I gotta catch up to all my friends on the team. Some tall girls
0: on the team. As I say, do you feel like that uh, height is a big importance on just being in part of running?
4: Interestingly enough no because especially in like distance running you see everything you see really really short girls that are just insanely fast you cannot keep up with them like it's really frustrating in cross country when I'm running a race and I think I'm doing good and some really small 4 foot 8 girl just blazes past me it's really Disheartening, but some short girls are really fast, even in sprinting too. One of our sprinters, Kaya, she's she's a short queen and she is insanely fast. And she's a freshman, and then we have some 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 tall girls. We have Cassidy; she's five eight. She's doing really well in distance, um, and in the conference in general, we have a couple of really tall people that are pretty good too. So,
0: so for cross country, how do you pace yourself? Because obviously those races, I've never I didn't run cross country, but I can understand. The feeling of, you know, probably running very long races. How do you pace yourself during those races?
4: Um, I usually try to get out kind of uncomfortably fast because I know that I'm not going to be able to make up anything. Like, at the end, it's going to hurt the same no matter what. So... Not to not fast enough to a point where I'm going to completely die, but fast enough where it's uncomfortable, I'm kind of insecure. I feel like, am I going to be able to keep this up? And then just try to survive the rest of it. And then I'm a pretty good kicker. Usually I find a different gear in the last, like, 400 meters. Um, so that's how it works for me.
0: What's the longest race you've run, whether that's track or cross-country? I'm assuming um, cross-country.
4: Yeah, so for cross-country, our championship race is a 6K. So that's the longest, like, official race that I ran. Last year I ran... Um, a half marathon just on a weekend as my long run. It was just a road race in Rochester. Um, But I planned it so that um, usually at the peak of cross-country season, at the peak of our mileage, we run like a 13-mile long run. That's the longest we'll do. So I just planned to – I signed up for a half marathon for that specific weekend, and that was fun.
0: Now, Chris, you used to do some training for USA Track. What are some memories that you have of being a part of Team USA, and did you ever go to the Olympics?
3: Um, as a coach, I have been to the Olympics, uh, not as an athlete, but um, yeah, so I'm coming from the United States Olympic Training Center. That was my last position, and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to work with Olympic medalists in you know the jumps and the sprints, and um, yeah, it was a great experience to work with the best athletes in the world. And uh, just see them come home with some hardware, especially at the last Olympic Games. Oh, so you were
0: you were also working with people in Tokyo? Are, is that what you're saying? You
3: were working with people in Tokyo, or yeah, I was working at the training center in Chula Vista, California, with the team that yeah that okay. went to Tokyo for, to the Olympic Games. Yep. So,
0: like, as a coach, has there been like any Olympic Games that you've been to, and if
3: so, which like which ones were those? Gosh, I'm going to date myself. The first one I went to was 1996. Atlanta. That was Atlanta, yep. Um, And then, yeah, a couple in between, and then this past year, of course. um, All great. You know, the 1996 was pretty special. That was was on our home turf here, so that was pretty exciting. It's coming back to L.A. pretty soon, so that's exciting, too. Um, But transitioning from the Olympic Training Center to Buffalo State's been great. You know, I'm really excited to work with all these student-athletes, and it's been tremendous so far.
0: You got a favorite person you like to work
3: with? Like, who's your favorite? Oh, gosh. It's me.
2: It's oh. me. going <laughs> mean. uh, to be spilled.
3: Yeah, I'm going to be in trouble because they're probably all listening. But, uh, no, we joked about it the other day. I said, I love you all in different ways, but I love you the same amount. So um, I enjoy working with everybody, of course.
1: Do you have, like, one particular favorite moment from the Olympics?
2: Um,
3: from any Olympic Games?
1: Like, any Olympic Games this one moment that really just... Kind of just major moment,
3: yeah, I think um, maybe even just before the Olympics, going back to the Olympic trials, I had a young lady this year that uh, made the Olympic team, and I recruited her when she was seventeen years old about ten years ago, and I sat at her living room table and told her that she would be an Olympian one day, and she had gone to the trials two times and uh, not made it, but then this year she made it to the Olympic Games and um, I was there to celebrate with her mother and her grandmother at the Olympic trials and then course the olympic games and um so it was kind of a dream come true that we'd been talking about for 10 years so
0: as a coach what's the most satisfying thing you have had in your career like what's like the where you know how should i put this like where you feel like you've all that hard work has kind of paid off has there been like what's
3: been the most satisfying moment for you as a coach oh that's easy um it's watching people achieve their dreams you know any championship and all those things that's fun awards that's great but you know like this young lady Clara we watched her uh, have a a PR which is a personal record Mm -hmm. her personal best um, earlier this season in the 400 hurdles and we just kept talking about believing in a dream and um, I just remember when she ran that race and and had a personal best by I think three seconds and just you know running up to each other and giving a big hug and just celebrating all the grinding work that we had to do to get there and just seeing somebody so happy and so elated and you know that's That's easily the best part of coaching.
0: Now, Clara, what were your first impressions on Coach Boswick when he got hired?
4: Okay, so we actually had the opportunity to listen in on his interview. There was a whole portion of the interview where we, the athletes, like, asked him questions. And that day, I had something, so I couldn't be there in person, but I listened in on the Zoom. And... I've experienced a few different coaches throughout my years here and I just remember during his interview, he was saying stuff and I was like, it's like you know exactly what I want out of a coach and you're telling me exactly what I want to hear. So that was my first impression. And he was our first candidate, our first candidate that we listened to, I think. So I was like, I hope we get this guy. I mean, we'll see how the other ones go, but I like this one so far. That's
0: always good, first impressions. Like, is there a, like if you start talking about your time with not only, like, Clemson and Michigan State, has there been, like, an athlete that is always just, like, if you want to talk about one specific runner or whatever athlete that was, that's, like, kind of who you talk about?
3: Mm, yeah, I've got quite a few, actually. I mean, I could spend a an entire radio show talking about different athletes, but I'm always telling our student-athletes about, you know, giving an opportunity to tell a story, and I I have a feeling that I'm going to be able to, to tell stories about the Buffalo State team here in the future. But um, one stands out, and it was a guy that I had who um, had a severe injury, and he, actually his kneecap floated up into his quad, and um, doctors told him he could never compete again. And I put my arm around him and said, you know, let's let's tell a story about this. And uh, he came back and ended up qualifying for the Olympic trials, broke the school record, uh, broke the school record of an Olympian. And some of the comeback stories are really great. And just any story where somebody sets a goal and and kind of defies the odds of what everybody else believes, then um, those are great stories to tell. And I have a feeling I'll be telling these stories about Buffalo State for
0: time to come. So we have the SUNYAC Championships coming up next week, or is it this This, week? This This weekend. weekend. So um, what are we looking to expect from, you know, from Buffalo State going into the SUNYAC Championship?
3: Sure. I'll give you my piece and then hand off to Clara. But um, I'm very excited. And I said in the interview, um, when I was interviewing for the job, I said that my goal was to be much better outdoors than we were indoors, to score more points outdoors than we did indoors. Of course, I had the job for about two days when when Mm -hmm. we went to the indoor championships. But... You know, we've had a couple of injuries this year, but we've had some things go really well also. And I feel like um, going into this weekend, we have the opportunity to compete to be in the top half of the conference, which coming from the bottom is pretty good considering it's the same exact team. And then, you know, we're just our, – our goals are to – we talked about it this morning to just do what we've already done. And some things are going to go our way and some things may not, but just compete. It's not about performance. It's about places and about beating people. And at the end of the day, they'll tally the points. And I'm sure we'll be pretty proud of how it goes.
1: Yeah, Clara, so you've, you're you a freshman in 2018. Can you mm. talk about how your time over here at Buffalo State, what have you done to become a, a better runner overall now to your senior year?
4: Um, I've showed up every day. That's kind of the basis of it. Um, there are a lot of people who want to compete in college, and they start off and they kind of come and go a little bit because they struggle a little bit to like stay on the team with balancing other things. Um, but to be honest, I prioritize track a lot um, throughout my time here, and I trusted my coaches, and I just kept improving. And every time I improve, I'm like, okay, I'm on the right track, and then I just keep doing the same things, you know, keep going to the ice bath, keep track of the weight room. Put in all the effort in the in the workouts, all of that.
0: What is an ice bath like? Like I've always always wanted to know.
4: Okay, but... your first time in an ice bath, it's absolute hell. Like the first time I got in there, I was like, I there's no way this is real life. This is terrible. It hurts so bad. But every time you go in it, like your body kind of adjusts to it better. Even now, like I go in it, kind of sucks for like a minute, and then your body adjusts to it. Do
0: you do you feel like that it it kind of is helpful? Like I'm assuming you do cold tub after practice. Mm. So does it kind of help the fact that, you know, your body's, like, kind of still, you're, you know, your heart's still pumping and the sweat's going, and then you just get into this cold tub? Does that kind of, like, relieve some of the pain at all?
4: It, it definitely feels better the next day is how I describe it. Usually we go in and I just, like, stand in it, and, you, and maybe I'll dip in and get my hips in it, but I don't usually ice bath my top body because I don't really feel like I need to, but... It definitely helps with recovery versus like not ice bathing after workout, feel it more the next day
0: How has being how has this season been for you, especially because you know with the pandemic what what does it meant to I don't know what track went through during the pandemic, but what did it mean to kind of have uh, you know a quote unquote feel like this was more back to normal? What does that feel like for you?
4: we were we were just talking about this on our walk over here but um you know last year we didn't have an indoor season we just kind of practiced through it, and then we had an outdoor season which was great um and that was interesting just getting back into track after a year of not doing it um and then this year we had a full indoor season and now we're having a full outdoor season and um i feel like i'm feeling a little bit more like mental fatigue just from having two seasons in a row and that that it was something i was really used to but then i got out of it and so adjusting back into it is interesting um yeah.
0: So,
1: uh, do you want to get into top three now? Yeah, I actually had a top three. So we do this <clears throat> segment called top three with all the athletes and all the guests that we have on. Um, today is May the Fourth. Be with you. Are you guys Star Wars fans?
3: at Any chance? <clears throat> no. Um, sorry to say, I've never seen Star Wars anything.
1: Okay. <laughs> I-,
4: I have not either. <laughs> all right, I'll, really come
1: with, uh, I'll come I- up with.
3: I'll come up with. I got
1: a top three.
2: Okay, I got well. a top three. Uh, this is actually I'm double D. Sorry, um, but. My top three is top three foods to eat before a match or, like, a marathon or training session, something along the lines.
4: Okay, so for me, if I'm going into a meet and I have to wake up early in the morning usually to catch the bus, my go-to is oatmeal. I usually put, like, um, craisins in it, maybe some sunflower seeds. Um, and then right before, not right before, but, like, an hour before warm-up, maybe I'll have, like, half a banana just because, like, I don't want to feel too full. Um, but if my race is, like, way later in the day and I have time earlier in the day to, like, digest a full meal, probably just, like, a pasta dish. So that's my top three, but kind of just depends on the time of the day and how much time I have. What do you got?
3: Mine is coffee, and then my <laughs> second cup of coffee, and then my third. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is one that, like,
0: Harrington and I, we did the um, – We did, like, the pre-Benji show, um, and we found this one question, and I just find it really fascinating, and I'm going to use it. Top three fictional characters you would like to meet in real life. I know that's, like, kind of like an on-the-spot type of question, but, you know... I mean, that. it could be from, like, movies, TV. It doesn't have to specifically be from, like, television. Just a fictional character.
3: Fictional character. Um, I guess the first one I would think of is uh, Flash because he's super fast mm-hmm. and just kind of figure out what fast twitch muscle fiber training he does. So,
0: <laughs> You got you got any, Clara? I know that this is a um, on-the-spot type of question.
4: Probably Hermione Granger. I feel like she'd be a, a cool person to hang out with.
0: It's Leviosa. <laughs> it's Leviosa,
4: Leviosa, not Leviosa. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> then, how about, well, I, then obviously you must be a big Harry Potter fan.
4: Yeah. What house I, I, I What house do you belong to? Um, I think I got Hufflepuff the first time, but then I didn't want Hufflepuff, so we took the quiz. I got Ravenclaw, but I'm one of those two.
0: I remember when I took a test with my cousin, because obviously she's a big Harry Potter fan she like it came back ravenclaw but every time i would talk to her she'd be like oh my god you're such a gryffindor <laughs> but um you got you got you did you find a top 3 harrington yeah i
1: have one just top 3 favorite vacation spots
4: um florida brazil hudson valley uh
3: for me I, i'm a huge fan of the caribbean i would say um aruba Grand Cayman Islands, and uh, Buffalo, New York. Hey.
4: Okay, wait. I've never been here, but I'd love to go to Bhutan. I feel like that'd be a great place to go on vacation.
0: Yeah, you know, vacation spots. Like, for me, I would say that um, I... Yeah, I know, Nate. I saw your text. Uh, (laughs) But um, basically, like, for me, it would definitely be, like, Rome or something like that, but we just, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate. Um, all that you, you guys are going to be doing for Buffalo State, and we'll obviously get to sign the autograph board, which is always, I think, probably the big thing that we mention to people, like get your signature game ready. So we really appreciate you coming on the show and taking a little bit of time for us.
1: Hey, and good luck next week at the event, or this week at the event.
3: Thank you very much. And thank if anybody so has a free weekend, come support us at Brockport. We'd yeah. love to see you. might actually come out. Thanks for having us, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. thank you for joining That has
0: been uh, Chris uh, Bostwick and uh, Clara Sincini here in studio with us. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll be back here in uh, just a few minutes. You're listening to The Blitz here on 91.3 FM WBNY, Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee.